Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, The New Powerpuff Girls, and Archer. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hello. Today, Delaney and I will be discussing the 19th episode of Miraculous Ladybug, Reflecta. 19th? Really? Yeah, already. Um, wow. Reflecta. Uh, we'll be discussing the uh, original French version of this episode. We talk about Miraculous Ladybug every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast, and you can check us out at overlyanimated.com or search for the Overly Animated Podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. You can also subscribe to our Just Miraculous Ladybug feed on iTunes if you want. That link is on overlyanimated.com. Um, so we're, today we're discussing, I mean, Delaney and I originally were going through all the English dubs, now we're doing the French dubs, and I'm confirmed at this point that all the episodes are out in English as well as French. So what I want from you guys is what you'd prefer us to. I'm kind of neutral on this. I don't know what your thoughts are, Delaney, but um, whether you guys listening would rather have us talk about the last six or seven episodes in English or French. I might be fine with either, honestly. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there'd be a strong opinion either way. I, I think I kind of like watching the show in French more, but... I mean, yeah, I think I think I enjoy like I think in general it doesn't matter, but I do think watching it in French. The benefit to the to watching the English dub is that it's an official uh, like the the thing. The words that we are seeing are official from the show as opposed to like the fans hearing the actual dialogue, even though it's been translated. It's been translated by official people as opposed to fan subs. Right. So that's the benefit. Anyway, let us know about that. Uh, But for now, we're discussing Reflecta in French. And um, let's get right into this, Delaney. What were your thoughts on this episode? Okay, so, like, probably until, like, the last five minutes, I was like, I kind of hate this episode. Not, and it's not really, like, the episode's quality was poor. It was just like, oh, my God, can we be nice to this poor girl for, like, <laughs> five minutes? Like, it was horrible. Like, jeez, Chloe, God. I mean, the kind of the premise of the episode was like, okay, so we're taking pictures, all right, and Chloe is ridiculous. Like, this is like the epitome of Chloe being ridiculous. And I actually, I actually hated Chloe in this episode. She was, wow. she wasn't being funny or cute. She Rude. was being horrible. Rude. And they, they locked a girl in the bathroom. <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair. But like, I mean, it was. Also, the villain, it was kind of like, oh, everyone just looks the same. Okay, like, I did, like, we did this with Doctor Who and the Master, and it was much, like, more intimidating than this. So, <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. Her design was interesting. I liked it. Um, also, yay, Julica. We like her. We've been obsessed with her <laughs> for a few episodes. And we're like, where is she? Yeah. When is she going to be a villain? Overall, the, I mean, the last few minutes, like, kind of <laughs> redeemed me being upset at the entire time watching the episode. But again, that's not really quality-wise. It's just like, wow, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thumbs, one thumb up. One, one thumb, thumb up. up? Wow. That's, uh, one. so 50%? Not, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> no, I understand. up to, like, 75, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I think this was the worst episode that we've had in quite a little bit. I mean, it wasn't bad. Um, it was just, yeah, it wasn't actively bad. Wasn't it bad. was just like, like, I don't even think it was actively bad or just bad. I just think it was kind of unexciting. Um, compare yeah. it to, so we've had uh puppeteer, anti-bug, Anuman, gamer. I mean, I guess you have to go back to Kung Fu to find an episode whose structure isn't super interesting. Like this episode was, um, because from like, five, we've had a solid five episodes in a row that have each had a unique, uh, take on the ladybug stereotypical structure but this episode 
completely played it for straight. Uh, and it was, and the problem was it did it with a fairly unexciting villain and a fairly unexciting, um, human plot. So overall, there's kind of just nothing here to be super excited about other than Julica being able to finally do stuff. Uh, but that's not really enough, I think. I mean, also, like, they do, like, sometimes we have, like, the moral of the week, and it's like Chloe was honestly being horrendous in this episode, and, like, she's just not in the picture. Like, yeah. Really? I mean, I guess I personally don't care that much about, like, <laughs> the moral from the show, but I can well, see I mean, it. I don't, be like, I don't. I don't either, but it's frustrating when we have like stupid morals for like Marinette, and then Chloe is like a horrible person. <laughs> and then, like, that's kind of, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe seems to get a lot easier. That's what's irritating to me. It's like we have stupid ones like Marinette doesn't listen, and then Chloe literally gets her little crony to lock this girl in the bathroom so she can stand next to Adrian in the class photo. Like, really? Are you Chloe, serious? Right Chloe now? with Adrian said was pretty absurd. We'll talk about that. But, um, <laughs> like what? So I think the okay. So I think that this episode has three things that are that make it one of the uh, bottom tier episodes of the show. Number one is it does nothing unique. Um, so the structure is completely no- typical. There's nothing really unique about the villain or about anything that happens. The only kind of unique thing that happens is that cat gets turned uh, very quickly, which is pretty funny. But... And I guess there is like the the final action sequence is. Um, uniquely shot and like directed i mean yeah it's like yeah so i think that like that's probably the highlight of the episode is that so that sequence in the dark with the camera um but like episode structure wise that's just typical so that's number one number two is that julik is a pretty uh unexciting villain in this um like compared to a lot of times we talk about how the villains are like super overpowered i think that reflect is like super underpowered (laughs) because she only can do one thing throw things and that's about it she can literally just shoot one beam from her wrist and it's like marinette just can't get around that for some reason (laughs) like just go behind her and then problem solved but no uh she just there's this one scene with marinette just trying to throw her yo-yo at her and just getting it reflected by the beam just like stop going at her like head on right (laughs) clearly that's bad and then i'd say number three is that the um the human uh, interactions or like the non-superhero parts. I, I want to call these like the IRL parts of the episode. IRL. I don't know I mean, what the official terminology is. But I think it's fair. IRL parts. IRL parts, which are usually my favorite parts of the show, uh, were f- pretty, um, they're very slow. Uh, like we spent a solid six minutes in the beginning of the episode just on this picture thing. Uh, it's funny when you think about it and like the concept of taking class photos, that this is like equivalent to how long it takes. Okay, true. But I don't, I don't think photo. the goal should be to represent realistically no. the, no, the, the, should, the class photo. We shouldn't photo have class photo meta, yeah. but uh, it just, it took a while. It wasn't doing anything super exciting. Um, there were no interactions that I particularly thought were interesting. We took this character who had a lot of promise in Julica and boiled her down into some very stereotypical uh, teen plot, um, which was fairly unfulfilling for her character. Um, and I just think overall, it really just didn't execute well. The the also, all parts. Like, just this idea of like the photos, like I'm cursed. Like really, really. Oh, you're mocking the curses, the idea of curses. Well, it's just, it's such a, well, it's just such a stupid, like, idea for a villain. Like, oh. I think the general, the general concept of, um, Julica wants to be noticed, so she turns everyone to look like her. I think that's, that itself is interesting. Everything else around it is, like, kind of boring, though. Exactly. Like, well, because the thing is, like, the whole, like, for me, it was, like, the mechanism of it was what was frustrating, because it was, like, 
pictures. And I'm like, we could have done this in a more interesting fashion. Yeah, I just it's usually our our IRL parts are so jam packed with like interesting character interactions between our our main two and then all the other interesting classmates. And here it's just painstakingly slow about taking the picture and like looking Julica's not here and why are we going to take the picture anyway? And it's just it's probably the most uninteresting the show's been for me in a while. Like probably since like um Animan and and the like the context of the villain that was also kind of similarly uninteresting um what else recently the the uh superhero parts of kung fu were similarly uninteresting to me yeah stuff like that so i think that's up there um yeah i don't know there's not the and and i guess a fourth reason why the episode doesn't turn out that well is there's nothing that stands out to me as I'm not going to, what am I going to look back on this episode and think like, wow, this episode had really great Marinette and Adrian moments? Nope. This episode had like really great uh, all your Marinette moments? No. It had like, you know, like it, there's nothing, there's like only one interesting kind of uh, general thing I want to talk about with you. And usually I have like five things. Like there's only one right. thing that's kind of there. So, and we'll get to that. But um, I guess we could talk about it now. But like, because it's like the highlight for me, but it's just, I don't know. I just, I, did, can you think of anything particular that stands out to you from the episode that I'm missing? I mean, for me, it was just like Cat Noir, like somehow was like less irritating than he typically yes. is. Like, yes, 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 yes. It was pretty good. Okay. That's the thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, so that's my, that's my one thing. It's related. Yeah. My one thing okay. is that. We have, um, we have the same brain. I don't know why I thought good. that we were going to talk about the same It's not thing. exactly the same, but yeah, so, okay. So notable, the most notable structural thing that this episode does is turn Cat Noir into uh, reflective very early on. And to me, this manifested in a uh, kind of a unique way in how Marinette reacted to, to him. So I actually think that, I mean, he was kind of similarly himself. I think he definitely came across more sympathetically. He wasn't, um, the, the parts that we get annoyed by Cat Noir at maybe him being too uh, forward and like physical in a way which is intrusive he didn't really do that much of that stuff here so i could he was definitely more sympathetic in that regard but marinette like disproportionately reacted much more favorably to him as uh in my view as when he was reflective like i think she was just smiling at his like jokes and going along with it and like she she seemed she was like to me she seemed like much less uncomfortable with him much less kind of quote unquote threatened by anything yeah. involving him because he's kind of in this harmless state. Yep. So I think that's super interesting because um, what it is this kind of gives us insight into like what is it about uh, Cat Noir that Marinette intr- in, intrinsically finds like uh, unappealing or on some right. levels threatening it's is it just like his appearance is it the fact that he has an equal powers to him so if you to her so if you strip that down then um that goes away uh like like what is like what is it here what is our what can we take away from this i think it might have it might have also been like cat noir was being like i mean himself but at the same time i mean i he was i mean he wasn't himself so like he probably wasn't as forward and stuff because he's like uncomfortable because he's not like he doesn't look like himself. Right. So I wonder if that also, like, he, since he wasn't being as much out there as he was, so that probably was part of it, too. So I think it's definitely part of it that he's not being as out as, like, forward. But I also think that, like, Marinette, like, like I guess, disproportionately reacted um, right. much more favorably beyond that. So I think that maybe... I, mean, I wonder if there's... I don't know if it was... I mean, 
there is some element element of sympathy on her part. Like she's like, "LOL, you got turned into a reflective." Okay, that's the yeah. That could be one thing is that she's feeling sympathetic towards him because he's he's uh, is negatively affected by the villain. Um, I think a an, an obvious conclusion to draw would be that uh, maybe she's just uh, not sympathetic to the way he looks as Cat Noir. Um, that possibly. And, yeah, I mean, he looks different, and then she's more sympathetic to him. And a third thing could. Oh, I think uh, like potentially the most interesting conclusion to draw would be that she has kind of this uh, preconceived notion set in her brain. Um, cat Noir, th- I, I have this like schema of Cat Noir in my head and he is um, uh, this like unsympathetic kind of uh, not guy that I don't want. <laughs> like this two forward uh, guy who maybe he pretends to like me, but he's not he's like he's not good for me. And um, the schema can be broken if you uh, change his appearance. So maybe it's not actually that she reacts negatively to what he does, um, but that she just like it, she just has it set in her brain that Adrian good, Cat Noir bad, and take away some of the elements of what makes Cat Noir Cat Noir, and then um, that that schema breaks down. Possibly. So I mean, I, I like I mean, you can you can this kind of. Uh, absolves um, Adrian for some of his behavior towards Marinette, which I think is genuinely right. troubling. At the same time, yeah. the scheme could be legitimate. Like It could be based on uh, things that happened that make her just not like Catnoir. It's not like anything well, he's done has been unforgivable, but it's like he's yeah. somewhat of a slight jerk towards her sometimes, especially early on. It's been better recently. but um, So that she's going to uh, have it just set in her head and it's 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 hard for her to to change that view, even if she knows him better now and she's more friendly with him. And a lot of times their interactions are very good, but she still can't can't break that earlier uh, preconceived notion. Well, it's just it's kind of just difficult. I don't know. For me, it's difficult to unpack because it's like I almost can't even like, why did I like him or in this episode? Like it just like just looking at him, he seemed less threatening. Yeah. I don't know. He, he's not. It's not even like he looks threatening. Like he's a black cat with a bell around his neck. Like I'm really not threatened by Cat Noir, but like, and granted, it's also like she. He got turned into a girl, and yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Growing up as a girl, like you're more kind. Like, yes, you know, sometimes you grow up and you have more guy friends than you know girlfriends. But then, like, you, in general, like you're more, particularly as a girl, you're more comfortable with other girls speaking of which this episode was super gay like i'm 85 percent sure julica and is it rose or rosa are rose. Like, yeah yeah like, I, that's definitely yeah. something to talk about but no i think you had a the, an interesting point that was the next thing i want to talk about um i think there's a big patriarchal element to this which is um compare marinette's reactions with two to Marinette's interactions to Alia to her interactions with cat noir and right. um this is pretty typical i think of of girls i guess across the world because the show is not in the united states uh where there's just something so uh like society is naturally kind of hostile um towards you know girls and women especially coming from from males so you're naturally going to be repulsed by any forwardness or um inherently skeptical of it whereas um you see marinette interacting with alia and she's much more and of course it's like different people so it's different situations but with alia she's going to be um not have that element to her so she's just very open and um there's no like emotional barrier which is like necessity which society necessitates that you put up against uh male figures just because of how society treats treats females and i think that's definitely a big interaction with um with uh cat noir because he's so forward and that's 
naturally something she's going to push back against just because of uh, or she's not going to like there's no way she's going to be as open as she does with with Aya just because of um, how she's conditioned to. So when you break down the inherent maleness of of Cat Noir and put him in this this female figure, I think that uh, that element in Marinette's mind could go away a little bit. And he's like, I mean, it's just like less. I mean, I'm going to say threatening. He's like, he's not threatening as Cat Noir, but like, in, like, like from a society standpoint and as like from being like a young girl, like he's threatening. So like it's it downplays it. And, and, it's, and it's not like that. He's as as reflected. He's less um, threatening power wise. He's potentially even right. more powerful. Uh, it, well, I guess he can't turn people right. I don't know. I, right. The reflecticons. I don't think so. Um, no. But it's not that. It's just the percept the the, the perception. Like, um, it's just right. something that um is ingrained into females from from like by necessity, like <laughs> like not their choice. It's just what happens based off of this patriarchal society. So um, he does he does seem less threatening to Marinette because that that element goes away. I think that's a big part of it. Um, I mean, I know I was like, I'm like, oh, can Cat Noir stay like this? Yeah, this is good, good stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah, he definitely has a much much more sympathetic from. Also, he was like, in comparison to some of the other characters who got turned, who are guys and got turned into girls, like they were like, I don't want to be a woman for the rest of my life. He like, he was like, ugh, he's like, I mean, they made like jokes about heels, which one, they aren't heels. They're like wearing wedges slash platform shoes, like incorrect footwear. You're wrong. Just so you know, could have been the and, it could have been the the subtitles, but yeah. And uh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. But um, granted, it's pretty typical to make like heels jokes, like oh, okay, turn to a woman, a uh, heel. I probably said heels in the outline. I didn't know what to call them. Yeah, yeah, they're like platform slash wedges, mm-hmm. like okay. more wedges than anyway. That's not important, but like he, like he didn't, he he just embraced it. Like he just, it, which is so funny because like there is that part where he's like, "Don't you recognize my charisma?" And blah blah blah. And like you could, like even even when he got turned to a woman, he wasn't like, oh, I'm a woman. He was like, yep, I'm Cat Noir. I'm just gonna walk around, which I kind of respected. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like I enjoyed that. He didn't become very annoying when he got turned into a girl, which I appreciated immensely. I agree with that. It's like um, compared to like, the mayor or whoever's reaction, which is like, I don't want to be a girl for the rest of my life, right? Like it was it was pretty. I I, I was kind of annoyed at that, but also I feel like that is probably a natural reaction you'd see from most yeah, people it is, like, it's, yeah well which I mean, is it's unfortunate like, if, but right i mean i mean it, even you'd have a similar comment if like let's say it, it wasn't julica it was one of the male classmates and this happened like you know there probably would have like chloe would have been like oh i don't want to be a boy like, uh, i, th- I know, think that you would have seen a lot less of that like i think that's definitely more of a no, uh no, male perception been, of been, negative femininity type yeah. thing no and that's why i said specifically chloe that it would have just been a chloe line which is why it would have been brushed off because it would have mm. been a chloe line like in general, yeah, no, it would have been much less. But granted, we're also dealing with like middle schoolers. Yeah. So, so it's not the best of society. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's interesting. Let us know. Maybe we'll come back to this as we go. But uh, let us know what you think of this. Like, what is it about? What What can we surmise about? Um. About you know Marinette's re- perceptions of Cat Noir from from this and I, if you're lack uh, let's go through the outline because I need to also bring up the evidence that she thought this maybe we'll yeah. if you're unconvinced that um that she reacted more synthetically hopefully I'll be able to provide evidence as we go through the outline okay so the whole thing in the beginning with um 
with the class photo. Um, yeah, Jewel goes cursed. She says, uh, later we have this uh, short blonde girl who's friends with Jewel, who we later learned is named Rose. I don't think we knew that from previously in the show. I know. I think we've heard. I know we've heard her name before. Okay. I don't remember it, but yeah. I mean, it's been forever. It's been like, in the show. So is, yeah, you've seen her before. Yeah. Um, and there's some, yeah, ju- ju- we need to figure out the Julica Rose. I'm sure it exists, ship name, but. Oh, um, it's canon. Uh, hey, Rugrats, try not to suck your thumbs in the photo, said Chloe about the short people. Like, what, what planet does Chloe live <laughs> on? Like, where does she exist? Like, I don't understand. Chloe, here's the thing. Chloe's just, like, outwardly mad that she's uh, <laughs> not sitting, not getting to stand next to Adrian, and she's saying in front of everyone. <laughs> Like, what? He doesn't care. And Adrian's just like, whatever, you're crazy. And like, just everyone's aware of this? That like, It's so funny. Like, I, I do enjoy Like, they play Chloe like in such a really interesting way because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I like the part where there's uh, they're trying to figure out where the giant kid should go in the class and they just move him around because of that. I don't know. I don't know if we know the giant kid's name, but I think that's interesting. Um. Yeah, too far from everyone, Chloe says in front of everybody. Uh, then Sabrina locks her in the bathroom with the random chair that's in, in the bathroom, which I didn't really understand. Whether there's a random chair. I don't really know why it was. But... Maybe that's a French thing. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, who's Julica? Julica, the tall one with the purple streak, um, says Marinette. Um, my poor Julica, says Rose. There, I'm t- like... <laughs> I mean, it's better. Yeah, we'll get to the bigger moment. Um, oh yeah, no, there's a better moment and it's quality. No one sees or listens to me. I'm straight up invisible, says Julica. As long as there are Chloe's, there will never be any room for girls like me. <laughs> as long as there are Chloe's. <laughs> That's interesting. This, Chloe this definitely is, is an archetype, so I agree. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Rose, forget me, she says. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Like what? Uh, Hawk Moth, give this invisible voice a soul, so she'll really be noticed. Um... Marinette like sneaking into the to the room to delete all you know stuff. Who a punk hawk moth is? Like he just preys on these people's like emotions. Like how I think we've established like, this last episode when he literally akumatized a child. So <laughs> he's the worst. Like, uh, by the way, a lot of continued debate about our uh, our claims of why isn't hawk moth akumatizing more people? Why isn't aren't all those people more powerful? Um, and there's some pushback on the he is akumatizing more people, uh, but I'm I'm vaguely aware of things to come that might be related to that. So we'll table this discussion until we have all the info. Uh, well, I mean, I, can, I mean, I can, we can also. I mean, we're if theoretically like when you like, I'm okay. One, like I'm just, like sure, maybe there's an escalation we're not aware of yet, or that you're aware of. But I don't know. Basically, basically the like, episode Pharaoh kind of hinted at the presence of. Um, more Kwamis, I think that's the name. Yeah. So um, there's, I mean, I'm sure the last six episodes will at least hint at uh, there being non-Tiki uh, and Plog Kwamis, which we have not right. interacted with yet. So it's possible this stuff is happening in the background and we don't know it. I'm also aware of what you're talking about. We, so. so we won't, uh, I, I, like, I'm vaguely aware that this will be addressed, but I just don't like know the details. Uh, I don't know the details. Just either. the fact that there are more Kwamis does not validate uh <laughs> Like Hawkmoth, um, well, like he, he, he's not, he, even if he's like sending out one more per day and a different Kwame's dealing with that, then it's still like, why isn't he sending out three per day? Like, we'll address this, like, once, yeah, we well, can't, we can't talk about it yet. So, well, I do, I do have something I can say, like, on this is that, like, for example, like, so this is a superhero show. It is kind of safe to assume that we're not seeing everything for, like, 
you're watching a show like Supergirl, you know, things that we don't have a timeline, like we're maybe seeing them only every three weeks. You know, you see things that are like important, like, you know, like that's, I mean, you always assume with superheroes that they're always saving people. So like that's, that's kind of, we can, I understand the pushback even just on that mere concept because mm-hmm. superheroes are always saving people. So I think that's, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I'm interested to see if it's just like Marinette's only dealing with the the uh, villains near her, which would make sense, like as to why we're only getting the people who in her school. And they're also literally like right next to her all the time. But the problem is that there's some random villains that are just like somewhere in Paris. So right. I think the logic breaks down a little bit in that regard. It's like, yeah. why is Paris is a big place? Like yeah. Paris isn't a small city. Because most of our ones are just things that are right near next to Marinette, but there are a few that are not. Like there's there's just some random people. Granted, Marinette does clearly live in the center of Paris, yeah. and so like it's kind of understandable like what's going on. Are also, the... we're literally always around the Eiffel Tower, so like, <laughs> which is yeah, always. Are there more Guamis in Paris? Except... Okay, we need to start doing like like. I'm pretty sure we see the eiffel tower in every episode and we need to like keep track like it's getting ridiculous it is a little ridiculous yeah <laughs> like we get it we're in paris i understand i can be in paris and not see the eiffel tower like are, are you sure i don't know if that's possible well i mean if you're actually in paris i think i think you can see the eiffel tower everywhere you are in paris but like i mean I, like I, we can be watching the show that cannot be and i won't forget that we're in paris. there's no way that's true but okay yeah i think that's yeah no i mean well i'm I pretty tall I mean, there's probably like there might like mm, i don't know Anyway, we'll, let's we'll let's continue. This right. is not a well, you can. I want to conduct research and bring bring up my findings in the next podcast. Uh, it becomes reflect. Uh, Marinette's stealing the photo. Tiki, interesting Tiki moments this episode. Tiki, I refuse to be your accomplice. She says about Marinette <laughs> stealing the photo. So okay. <laughs> Okay, like, why does Tiki care about, like, Tiki definitely seems to be, the the show is claiming that she's, like, moral. A mentor, like. But I, why does she care about, she doesn't, she's not like, I'm not going to do this. Well, it's not even a mentor thing, because she's not like, I'm not going to do this with you, Marinette. I'm not going to okay. let you do this. She's just like, I'm out. <laughs> like, you can do this well, okay. if you want, but. Well, well, the thing is, like, Tiki, okay, this is the truly terrifying thing that we don't know yet. Can Tiki physically stop Marinette from doing anything? My thinking is no, but she's also like this immortal, like eternal being. So for all we know, she can. So yeah, I mean, based on the show's logic, I think she could force Marinette to transform. I think that. Oh, my God. What if Jesus, this is getting scary. What if there's an episode where Tiki? Oh, wow. This is I'm getting really upset. That would be the only power I think Tiki would have. I don't think Tiki can just like control Marinette as Marinette, but not even I don't think Tiki can control Marinette as Ladybug either. I just I do think like. The transforming is all about Tiki just doing something, though. Well, I do. No, I do. No, I can. What if she could control as Ladybug or as Marinette? As Ladybug, she could control it's her. Like, I mean, they... she's like wearing her, so <laughs> wearing her, <laughs> wearing Tiki. I mean, that's kind of how it works. I okay, think. The way, I know that's how it works, but like when you say it like that, I get really icky. We're not going to say it again. Wearing mm. her, yeah. Stop, God, it's like so much. Like, so why does Tiki just care about like? like societal morals especially if she's an eternal being you think she'd be above those like (laughs) i don't i don't understand i mean it's better than plog who only cares about i like i I mean i know i make jokes about tiki i genuinely think tiki's like what we see from tiki doesn't really make sense um like again like i I refuse to be her accomplice it's not like she's trying to be a mentor to marinette although she does seem to care about that uh, I don't really think like a being like Tiki caring about um, the good and bad of stealing something makes that much sense. Like I, I, I think that these are highly specific things to our society, and she's lived through multiple of them. So <laughs> I think that 
<laughs> in theory, you know, we don't really know how old she is, but yeah, I, I just, I, I think it's, there's something, I, I, I know we make jokes. I do genuinely hope there's more revealed about Tiki to help understand her better. Cause she's not the most sensical character at the moment. Uh, she's like this floating, all powerful, eternal being. And then she like says really weird things. And it's like, what are you Tiki? Like, yeah. what, where, what's your angle Tiki? I don't understand. Uh, everybody, yeah, you're everybody look like me. Your totes gonna rocket, says Julica, which I assume is a fan sub thing. But I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm all about saying totes. Yeah, totes is a wonderful word. Uh, another again, we have another villain obsessed with just finding and doing bad things to Chloe. I feel like we've had like five of these at this point. But that's... I mean, when you think about it, Chloe's the reason we have a lot of these villains. <laughs> that's true. When you think about it, Chloe, it's kind of Chloe's fault. Uh, we have, uh, interestingly in the beginning, like towards the beginning of the superhero part, we have cat going on his own and doing stuff. Um, but then it's like, he's about to do cataclysm and he's turned right away, which is kind of interesting. Yes. Um, also I enjoyed how he was just going to like break all the lockers when he definitely could have just picked them up and threw them away. Cataclysm. And he still could have done that after being transformed. One other, one reason I like, pr- I probably prefer watching the show in French is that it makes the boring, um, powers section somewhat watchable to hear uh, like cataclysm yeah. and lucky cha instead of <laughs> it's kind of more interesting um also the theme song is is, is the best in french though so. i mean it's not a k-pop number so you know i mean it doesn't have that wrong. <laughs> uh Hawk gets mad that she didn't take the miraculous before transforming him which is like kind of an interesting concept um which is also like that's really funny. He's like, oh, you idiot. And it was also like, yeah, she probably should have done that. You know, I kind of feel Hawk Moth. I feel like that's a weird thing. I, it, was, it felt like a weird thing for the show to just be outwardly saying uh, a few times. Well, I don't know. They didn't also, really do anything with it. They just kind of said it. And it's like, now well, this also, time you have to take it before you transform Ladybug. Well, I also thought it was interesting because it was like, you know, when he changed back, I was like, what if he had changed back into Adrian? Like, Oh, that, like, that's he, that's true. I mean, I guess that I don't know. And he was like, "My ring." Like he had no, like he could have, like he wouldn't have any idea if he had transformed. What you know, could he have transformed back I think, while I think, he was stuck? Uh, I don't know, but it would He did use or was about to use cataclysm, so it would have made sense yeah. if he ran. But out. It was yeah. running down. Yeah. But then at the end of the episode, it wasn't his blinking out. It, it was Marinette's. Marinette. Yeah, I, I did. I did think that was somewhat of a breakdown in logic. I mean, you can justify it by saying the transformation like kind of pauses it, but which that makes sense. That I would buy that. That would be okay. Which I think is, I guess, what they're saying. But it did seem like they just stopped. It did seem like they, the episode didn't even consider it, and they just moved on. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember what I say about that. But uh, phone, they like resolve it or something, and oh yeah. Turns turns Chloe okay. Uh, looks super happy to transform. Tiki looks super okay. This is something I wanted to point out is that um, Marinette's like we have to become Ladybug now, and I feel like Tiki was like smiling a lot <laughs> during this, and I don't know if I noticed that before. Why is Tiki so happy to to transform into Ladybug? Is this like so something I've missed, or is this something specific to this episode? I mean, I feel like in general, I mean, just just in comparison to Plog, like. Tiki like likes being Ladybug and like actively likes Marinette, and then there's Plog who just eats cheats and is like, "Oh my god, we have to transform, really?" She's like so, smiling a lot though, so I don't know. I don't, Tiki, I don't know. I mean, Tiki clearly like. I mean, she like cares for Marinette in her weird Tiki way. Yeah. So, 
Oh, no. Oh, this episode notable for having no issues with uh, identification for super like super right. identification. We justify it immediately by Julika just saying like, you locked me in the bathroom or something. So Marinette just like knows that it's her. <laughs> and also we just had no kind of uh, close close calls between Kat and and Ladybug. So, so it was fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> nothing to complain about, though. So that's not fun. Oh, okay. oh uh cat struggling with the platforms yeah i did say hills now on um ring yeah you had the sequence of the ring uh blasting deflecting marinette's yo-yo marinette laughing at cat uh you'll slow me down he says but i have ideas they, this whole thing with the tv studio and like they tell everyone to put on the thing but it's really just to draw her there was kind of an interesting to me yeah well, oh, I just thought, like, about something that was neat with Kat was that he was more expressive with, like, he talked with his hands a lot more than he normally does. Interesting. Which I think I was, like, I wonder if it was, like, some sort of, like, compensation for the fact that he didn't look like himself. Yeah, that could be. I think that like, thing whole, that makes like, sense. He's tapping his head when he's, like, ideas. Like, he, I don't feel like he, like, normally does that. Like, he's not really, like, he's, like, I mean, he touches Ladybug a lot, but he doesn't really, like, talk with his hands a lot. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Marinette laughing at a cat would be evidence number one towards the more simple right. thing. There's another one later. Um, they, but she's they, like, and they're also like standing like closer to each other, and like possible, she's not yeah. like get away from me. They they have their hands on each other a lot too, and yeah, yeah, and she seems there's a lot of casual it. contact in this episode. Yeah, and neither of them are like making a big deal out of it. Uh, there's a, there's just like a minute sequence of him just going around Paris, just transforming random to- or her just transforming random tourists, and <laughs> it's like I guess we needed to fill time, but that was yeah. this episode did seem like it was not eager to pack like to pack like content in. No. The beginning sequence is super slow. Then we had this one. Um, put on costumes. Uh, Ladybug just revealed her secret plan. High five. Said I don't know who high fived, but. <laughs> Real plan is to get her at the studio. Um, oh yeah, so uh, Adrian kisses her on the hand, right? Yes. And she's Which like was cute and like not annoying. And she like. and yeah, and she doesn't care. Like she didn't oh. seem repulsed. I don't think. Oh. So well, that, he was he was kind of being like not ridiculous. Like it was kind of sweet. Like good job. So, yeah. So there's there's the evidence again. Just Marinette's, not as Marinette's reaction in this this part of the episode is what i mean um so if you're unconvinced watch that part i guess um not the real one it was the mayor um definitely seems more into cat as reflect i noted here yeah yeah he says use your power yeah that's weird like he's i don't know if he's ever said that before just you you, you know use lucky charm like we're late enough in the right. episode the director told and then he says use. use your power like yeah. instead of like lucky charm like what okay uh, like as she doesn't use your power. pretending she okay. doesn't shout at every episode <laughs> Right, right. No, that's, we know. <laughs> Why? Lucky child. Yeah. You no, know, I kind of enjoy that though, because like that's what's so funny about you know like watching shows like Power Rangers and stuff. It's like really we're like we literally scream this every episode, but like we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, camera, and then this cool um, using the flash to blind her scene in the dark, um, and then she just like is like, nope, I have the ring already, and then she crushes it. Uh, so yeah, I guess the last five minutes or so are definitely the highlight of the episode. The last five minutes are pretty solid. Marinette, um, giving stuff back to everyone, uh, asked for a photo in the park. Adrian's like, that was a good idea, Marinette. Photo in the park. And she's like, (gasps) yeah, typical. 
uh the photo chris is over we had oh i did did i not write down the or did i just skip over it the rose and julep apartment because that was I earlier over it. Cause yeah. like they're like, goes to get her thing. from the bathroom right and then um i'm just just yeah. from memory and what did she do i don't remember uh well it's the, the bathroom and then there's like what else i don't know oh, she says like my poor julica i guess that was that part and then she yeah like, my poor like, julica and they're like and then at the end really close to each other at the end in the photos she's like leaning on her too well, and then the other, well, in the other pictures they showed before, like her being cursed, they have like their arms around each other and stuff. Like, they gay. Yeah, I, I'm shipping Rose and Julica. So, what's their ship name? I assume the Finn has this already, but. Um, okay, their names are hard to put Ru- together. This is Rulica. Uh, I like Rulica. Uh, Ju- <laughs> Julos. No. Joes. Ju. Joe. There's I don't know. no Ruluka, I guess, would be the only one, right? Yeah, Ruluka, I think, is, is I it. Let it, us know if there's a ship name. And then yeah. um, they use they ended with these photos instead of their typical ending shot, which I thought was kind of interesting. They like didn't do their their weird thing at the end. Also, it was nice. They did like also Marinette like being like, "We want to have our picture taken by the best photographer." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. blah. like good job, Marinette. Good, good approach. Males, also, males really in society funny. like being fond yeah. upon, and that's how you get yes, them. Yes, they do. That is, Good job, Marinette. <laughs> there you go. Also, he was like funny, like he like he was rude to Chloe literally the entire time. He was, yeah. Finally, one person wasn't having it from Chloe. Okay, screenshot selection time. There are... <laughs> this is the first picture. What did she do? <laughs> there are not many great contenders this time, but yeah, what. what... When Marina says Julica, the tall one with the purple streak, she like has her one hand like imitating the streak and then another hand imitating her being tall and she looks ridiculous. No, it's like this is this is the crane that Marina's yeah. <laughs> doing kung fu pose right now. Like, what are you doing? Number two is just reflect of the first when she's transformed. Um, oh, I see a contender right here at number three. Number three is Marinette looking super adorbs with Tiki when hiding yeah. from Chloe in the 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 principal's office i guess yeah yeah um number four is marinette as marinette as ladybug looking awesome yeah looking cute yeah as per usual number five is marinette again as ladybug in front of like the camera um i don't know what she's gesturing here i guess all (laughs) that's that gesture yeah um number six is our shipping screenshot of adrian being like that's an awesome idea marinette and then they're like their like faces are kind of close and they're looking at each other. That could be the winner. Mm, and then really, the last one is uh, really good, which is uh, the one of the last pictures of uh, Julica, uh, Rose, and Marinette for some reason in one picture. I'm feeling number three. Marinette's looking too cute. I know, but okay. So here, let's go through the content. No, not number one. <laughs> Even though number one is hilarious, it's not a contingent. So number three is your favorite Marinette one of the three. Yeah, number three is pretty good. What? Uh, so I think it's three, four, three, uh, or the last two. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Adrian and the Marinette one's like fine. It's not like the best shippy one. Yeah, they're just looking at each other. It's not yeah. that. That's not that good. Not it was good. a good moment though. Neither of them are like super embarrassed. Marinette's about to be embarrassed in a second before after this happens. But <laughs> for this for this one frame, she was not. Yeah. Uh, and I do really like this picture. Marinette looked in this last picture. Marinette looked look pretty awkward, which is like the first time in history. Of, it's like, like the first time in the history of the world that she looks awkward. But okay, okay, that's okay, Dylan. That's not true. Marinette is such an awkward. She like, like does awkward, awkward things because she doesn't have like 
sense of confidence, but here it's like <laughs> she just she happens really awkward. awkward. Like I feel like incidental awkwardness from her, which I feel like is rare in this show. Like, what does she do? It's like she was like, I want to be in this picture, but I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Does she know how to be silly? Does the internet know how? Rock on. That's like what she's doing. (laughs) Like, what is she doing? Um, I just, number three is so good. Like, she's so cute. Look at her. I mean, and Batiki's there, so. I don't know about but that. She, like, but only Marinette can look so adorable while cowering behind a desk. Like, <laughs> yeah, but she's like smiling. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll decide. Probably three, but maybe it'll be. I mean, you guys already know. <laughs> so this is like the dumbest y'all thing. Don't get, y'all don't get to argue. You already Sorry. know. It is. Um, again, as always, you can request these in the comment section if you want to see any of them. Seeing so Marinette being a dork. I mean, the last vote, the last one's obvious, like from the episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, last comments unreflected, Delaney. It was like it wasn't the best, but it was it was it was fine. It's still, we're still we're still pretty solid. Like Ladybug, it's still like you know this show. You know it's, everything's pretty solid. It's not like oh sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. No, we're 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 hitting. We're fine. Like, this was like good. a low point. Like I guess uh, for except for like Kung Fu, like of of the second half of the series, and it was still like a good episode. So I agree. Um, next week. Um, super cryptic title is a guitar villain. I, oh I wonder who's getting akumatized in this one. Wow. Guitar villain. It's going to be good. I think. Oh man. I'm excited. And, uh, we're still making our way there. I we really have... hope the crocodile. <laughs> yeah, it's the crocodile. Yeah. How is the crocodile going to be used? I need to know. Seven more episodes. I think we have. Cool. Wow. We're getting there. I mean, that's still two months, so <laughs> eventually we'll catch up. And then Ladybug kind of what can you I remember to let us know whether you want us to do English or French. Um, and we're kind of we're a little bit impartial here, so we don't really care. Maybe so. Let if you have a, a strong preference, let us know. They, uh, I'm Dylan Ice, that's Lenny Stovall, overly animated. speech. Yeah, exactly. As comment as YouTube commentators are known to do. No, it's not true. But um, where's my thing? Oh, yeah. So you can support us. This ad-free podcast brought to you by our patrons. Uh, support us at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to Shana, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John, Ryan, and Catherine, a.k.a. Hannah, Fever, Mitch Cordell, Nipsey, Beatrice, Nate, Nathan, Fillion, Buzz Lightyear, Mailman, Richard, Shannon Brown, Brian, and Cookie Cat. Um, coming up on the Overly Animated podcast, uh, we're almost at new Steven Universe episodes. We have another Steven Universe roundtable next week. Typical Archer discussions um, and Ladybug next week. And check, make sure to look, be on the lookout for content on Overly Animated blogs at overlyanimated.com slash blog. And thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you thought. As always, in the YouTube comments on overlyanimated.com by clicking on the article and leaving a comment there on Tumblr. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.